When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The curse is over. The streak is over. The curse is lifted. The Flames have finally shaken off their seven-game losing streak. I didn't think it would ever be possible with the way that they were playing. Um, but a 3-2 victory over the Winnipeg Jets off of a shorthanded goal from... Mr. Magic Hands, Austin Matthews-esque Trevor Lewis <laughs> over there on the third line. Um, uh, amazing windmill, windmill save, glove save from, from Jacob Markstrom. Um, spectacular game um, played for, by both sides. Uh, that was probably one of the best games I've seen this year uh, from the Flames. And... Uh, what, what were your thoughts? Where do you want to start? So, like, what 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 was different from the Boston game versus the game last night? Nah, nothing really. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, like, I mean, I thought they played pretty similar. Um, yeah, they were pretty five sting- straight games. I think we, we've scored. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty stingy. Usually, come off strong and get a goal. Um, yeah. And uh, kind of a fluke, you won that first one, but Lindholm did get a stick on it, so mm-hmm. you know you'll you'll take it for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're just you know they scored three, which is good. Um, ideally, three should be enough to win most games. You know, if your goals against average is above three, you're in, probably in trouble as a team mm-hmm. for a goalie. So um, Markstrom was really good. Like uh, no weak goals, and uh, the only goals he let in, I thought, uh, absolutely no chance on uh, either of them. Yeah, uh, I can't even remember the second one. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, what was the second one? Uh... I remember the first one. It was tipped in off of uh, Mackey. Yeah, was it a power play? Oh, uh, was it a... no? No, I don't think we let in a power play goal. So PK was good. PK was really good. Yep. Thank you to Chris Tanev. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was good Good to see Tanev back in the lineup as well. Uh, Matt Mann makes a difference, eh? He uh... certainly does. It was a Dubois. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was that was the one where, um, yeah, he didn't really have a chance. Morrissey just threw it back um, across the crease. Oh, yeah. It was and four on four. Yeah, yeah. Dubois was just wide open. 
So yeah, Markstrom no chance kinda, on that. Markstrom did bite on the mm-hmm. on the shot, but I mean, you know, you got that cross crease passes. Uh, even if he was ready, that would have been a very difficult save. Uh, yeah, cross yeah. cross crease right in front of him. So exactly, um, and you know, as a defenseman, you should be. That yeah, be. he just missed it. Yeah, uh, yeah Zadorov just missed it. Yeah. They've been actually really good at blocking cross crease passes. Usually, they mm-hmm. get on the ground at the right time, and their timing's been excellent for like two and ones specifically. Um, they haven't let in a lot of two and ones yet. You know, knock on wood, because um, they've been blocking the pass. They've been prioritizing the pass, not letting that go through. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, honestly, yeah, it was they played pretty good. Like they've been playing like this for four games. I would say now, yeah. maybe five. Like barely giving up any shots. Like not really giving up too many high danger. And when they do give up a high danger chance or two, um, Marsham was there. He made a couple, couple really good saves, and you know he just didn't let that extra one in today. Yeah. And I think honestly that was the the difference. Like you know, and obviously we didn't let. And we scored a shorty, which was a nice goal, but. Um, you know, power play was still bad. <laughs> so, like, the, there's room to grow. Uh, let's just say yeah. that, like, our, our man, our power play is in a state. They... Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if you, if you uh, caught it, but uh, I, I saw, I saw Mackenzie Weger down there with the forwards. He was taking a face off um, in a winger spot because <laughs> oh, Manjapane no. was uh, was at the point. So they had, I think, Manjapane and Hannafin at the point, oh. and then. Uh, and then Uyghur down low. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. Like little streaks like this with with your with your special teams will will hurt you though. Like I think mm-hmm. we, it was a big part of our seven game losing streak. I think they were only two and twenty. They had a stat. I think it was like two and twenty two. It was like nine percent or something for the power play for the seven goals um, for the seven games. Yeah, for the power play. And uh, we are letting in a power play goal every game, right? So that's uh, you have to be automatically to win. Then you have to be better than the other team five on five by a goal, which is actually quite tough to do in today's league. Sutter, Sutter is quite right when it's like when he says like this: is special teams is quite important, mm-hmm. um, uh, and it is. So um, they they didn't get a power play goal, but they got a shorthanded goal, which is almost better. Yeah, it I is would, better. Yeah, it is better. I would say. Um, funny play. Hey. That yeah. was such a funny little. Bro, guaranteed, <laughs> guaranteed. Hellebuck <laughs> has the same had the same impression of Trevor Lewis as you and I had. I mean, <laughs> oh, saw him coming sure. down the wing. <laughs> saw him coming down the wing was like, "There's no way this guy does anything but shoot here." I, There's no I was, fucking way. I was I was honestly so speechless. I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck did he just do? <laughs> like he deked? <laughs> I didn't think he could. Like one Forehand stick handle, hand, baby. One stick handle is usually enough for Trevor Lewis standing still and he'll lose the puck. But at speed against yep. Hellebuck, yep. Put it in. Oh, he's got three goals. So uh, he's forehand backhand, baby. Got more than a lot of our forwards do. Yeah. Um, Including Manjapani and Dubé, so um, I think that those two, I just brought them up specifically and intentionally because I think that seven-game win streak. Um, streak. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> losing. <laughs> I streak. wish it was a seven-game win streak. Damn. Yeah. yeah, losing streak was partially because we we had a hard time scoring, and those guys um, they looked good in the first couple, you know, 
three to Couple games, six yeah. games and yeah yeah I, like they it was it was weird because they they started off started out of the gate hot like with mm-hmm. Nazem Kadri they had ex- electric chemistry um and then all of a sudden it just fizzled out and uh yeah I haven't noticed either of them since really I mean now you know Manjapane has been relegated like it got so bad that um Sutter had to break up the one pair that going in, you know, coming in and out of training camp, um, Sutter was basically firm in saying, Oh, you know, we're going to go with pairs. And the only ones that is the only pair that's set is probably Coleman and Backlund. Um, he had to yeah. break that up. And, you know, Coleman is now playing up it's on the broken, second actually. line with Kadri. It's yeah. broken. The, yeah. the Coleman Backlund pair is broken. Yeah. As yeah. of today. Last night, yeah. Uh, yeah, last night and this morning, yeah. the lines were. Can you guess the lines? Give me a guess on what the four lines were in practice today. Well, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, you um, cheater. Well, daily face off, you know. <laughs> you got Coleman yeah. up on the second line with Kadri and Dubé, and then Manjapane no, Backland. Oh, this is from yesterday. Yeah. Last give time. me, okay, give me your guesses on what the, the lines okay. look like. Kadri, Coleman, and uh, Lucic on the second line, then. No. Say that. No? No. No. Trevor Lewis on the second line? No. Okay, good. Huberto's back, also. That's oh, a, oh, it's a okay. keyword. Okay. Yeah, I was going to, yeah, this is, yeah, I wanted to say something about that, too. So, so Huberto is back. Yes. Um. So I'm going to say Kadri, Huberto, and Coleman on the second no. line. No. No, you've had too many guesses. Yeah, just it's just it's Rizicka, Lindholm, Tofoli, uh-huh. Cheech, Kadri, Manjapane, oh, Huberto, Backlund, Lewis. <laughs> You're already grumbling. Coleman Uh-oh. and Dubé and Richie and Rooney is the odd man out there. Coleman, Rooney, and Richie. Coleman, Dubé, Dubé, and Richie. Dubé is down to the fourth line. Ooh, I don't he's, like that. He's been bad, to be fair. He has been bad. I don't like Huberto on the third line though. Well, really, they play all the all equal five on five anyway. Like, yeah, a, yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. That's fair. It, it, that's it, fair. There really is no first line. I mean, the, the, still the power, though, you need you plays. need the guy to start scoring at five on five. You don't stick him with Backlund and Lewis. Like if I mean, Lindholm back, and Toffoli yeah. can't handle Huberto's passes right away, there is no way in hell that Backlund and Lewis are going to pick it up way faster. I was gonna say the only five on five point I think Huberto has is with Backlund. So, oh god, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but well, that, I mean, that's like, what is that? Like sample size here? Come on, I know, it, I know, it's all sample size. We are, we're still, they're, just, they're still learning, and I think Sutter is still trying to figure out what works. And I think that Lindholm Brzezicka to Foley line um, actually works pretty good. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Ruzicka had a great game. Let's let's. Yeah, he was good. Let's talk about that because um, it got to the point. Like even Lindholm was was saying that he's happy that Ruzicka is playing. Like this is what they wanted out of him, right? Like he's a big body. He's got some skill. He should be using it um, down in the corners. And it, it 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 to this point, it looks like he probably won't make it as a center uh, in the NHL. Not happening yet. Yeah. So. <laughs> You know, we, well, that's okay. We have a slew of like our top three is pretty set in stone. So I, I think um, it happens to a lot of minor league players. They, yeah, they were center in, in minors, and uh, mm-hmm. it's it's tough to be a center at the NHL. Yeah, it just is. Yeah, and tough Lindholm, to break in. 
Lindholm was saying that he enjoys playing with Rizicka because he's he Rizicka has played center his entire life, so he knows what he knows what's expected of him. Um, he maybe can't do it at the speed of the NHL level, but he at least knows what his responsibilities are. So that kind of makes Lindholm's job a little bit easier because then he knows that you know there, there's there are two guys who kind of are thinking alike. Um, and, you know, especially when Johnny and, uh, Kachuk left, um, Lindholm's kind of been talking about how he's been struggling to find a little bit of chemistry, but they, they the top line looked pretty good yesterday. They had more chemistry, like Lindholm, I think was a big part of that. Don't get yeah. me wrong. It wasn't always each other. Like Lindholm had his best game probably by a country mile. Yeah. Um, this season. Yeah, like he was looking, the puck was a little bit stronger on his stick, and he wasn't bobbling it as much, and he was mm-hmm. making some plays. So, um, he's a big driver of that line, and um, he had two, two nice plays, nice two on one pass to get to Ruzicka, and um, a nice uh, net front presence, I guess, to get a stick on it, right? Just deflect a little bit, yeah, for his goal and. Um, defensively, he was strong. He was pushing guys over and turning pucks over and making good outlet passes. He was really good. Yeah, so that line so was really good. That line was really good, and I think that is probably the biggest contributor to why Daryl decided to uh, stick Huberdeau on the third line in practice. Because you know he he mentioned that you know at at at, at this point, um, Lindholm's comfortability is most important because this is pretty big praise from from. Daryl, but he said that Lindholm's probably our best forward, so we need him to be comfortable um, going forward because you know he's 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 the guy; he's our best forward right now. So, um, I, I I think that's 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 a pretty big compliment from from Daryl, first of all. And uh, it, it is, but it yeah. also like he's our top line center; like he should be our best player, first line, yeah, for sure. centerman. Needs to be your. If it's not your best player, you're maybe not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it depends. Obviously, like Ovechkin, Backstrom. What's the argument? Ovechkin's probably better than Backstrom. Just like kind of an example, but um, yeah, Lind, like Lind, like Linton. They were definitely experimenting too, right? Like with Huberto, like they gave it a a fair shake, and I, oh, yeah. I bet they'll go back to it. But like, I think Huberto needs to ground his feet a little bit and maybe being removed from that pressure a little bit of that top line and having everything kind of ride on that top line's offensive performance. Maybe that'll help him. What do you think? I I think it will, but to do which, sorry, I take Huberto off that line, just like from a to pressure get, perspective, from a to performance get perspective. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh... I think, Mentally, I think it's been taking a bit of a toll on him a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it has. Um, like a lot of it too. You know, like Uyghur is has has kind of been going through the same thing, um, where you know people kind of expected him to have more points than than he probably has right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, but at, at a certain point too. Y- yeah, it just. I, I'm sure Daryl and and John Johnny will have um, 
had a conversation about it because at the end of the day, he's going to be your highest paid player. So you need to make sure he's comfortable. Um, Mm -hmm. and that he, yeah, you know, as long as open communication is, is, is there, um, it better be. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, And I don't think Daryl lacks in that department. I think he says stuff to the media, but I think the players are pretty clear on where he stands with them and what they need to do and and why they're playing where. What what did you think of you, you know you, you just mentioned that how Daryl is with the media but like what did you think I don't know if you heard about this but apparently Frank Saravalli um mench- said on a podcast that uh the players weren't happy with Daryl's oh I guess you have to go take a shit comment um yeah I was gonna talk about that I yeah I was I was a little <laughs> like why would that upset players um. Like they, they said, really oh, because weird. he wasn't, he wasn't like, he didn't. He, have to he was trying to make light of the situation hurt. that he was hurt and didn't like back him up or something. I don't know. It's like, it's a really weird. First of all, I mean, the media room. are terrible. Frank Cervelli is genuine, generally pretty good. Yeah. At uh, you know having sources and yeah and whatnot, but everyone misses, and I don't know how accurate this is because like like trying to like rationalize it like why would that make anybody upset he was clearly just being funny yeah that's what i mean but he he i think the quote i read was that he believed it to be fact like he was like it was i got it on good authority that this was the case that the that the players were were um were unhappy and i was like what that doesn't make any sense like just because he kind of embarrassed them by saying he had to go take a shit. Like what? That, that could be the, that could be the only thing I could see. Yeah. Like, but like I, I don't, don't, I don't really know, like from hiding an injury perspective, it makes a ton of sense. Yeah. If he's coming back to play. Like, like if say, if he had a foot thing and he's like, Oh, he had to go, you know, poo, whatever. Yeah. Um, then he's like, okay, he's fine. So no one's going to be going after the, the foot. Yeah. Or exactly. whatever the injury was. Yeah. That's fine. So like, I guess, yeah. Like, it's a little embarrassing, maybe that's why. But there's just a lot of weird. Like this is really weird because it really was not a big deal. Like yeah. If I was if I was, if I was a player and someone said that to me, I don't know why it's such a big deal. So it's not. Maybe, I, mean, well, I, don't, maybe I don't. Maybe it was it just the losing streak was part of it. But I yeah. really, I think it's gonna. This got blown out of proportion. I think it's pretty. If they were upset, they might have just been like, "Hey, what the hell?" And then Daryl's like, "Oh, sorry," and then it's over. It's like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like it's just a little uh, chat. The reason why it's it's sort of a big deal is because you know now there are all these reports going around that, I mean they're all just reports and I'm sure you know you can take it with a grain of salt, but a lot of people don't. Um, you know they're all saying like, oh well, Daryl might be losing the room or you know he's yes, he has no. to walk a fine line now. Like, no, no, no. like they signed him to a three year contract, um, like a two year extension, I guess. So he's here. Yes. Um, like there's no, that doesn't, he's uh, not lost the room. He's, he's fine. It's it's just silly. It, 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 it's just one comment and it might've upset. You're not going to be, you're not going to swing 1000 or 100, whatever you say. Yeah. Um, you're going to, he's going to say some shit. He's pretty off the cuff when it comes to media. I think he kind of bullshits a lot of the time in the media. So he might say some things time to time, but you look at how the players play and, and how committed they are and, you know, you don't see anybody moping out there if they're moved around to the fourth line or whatever. Like, I look at the players' performance rather than 
Um, what the media says. What the media says. Like <laughs> you look at how the team played the last four yeah. games. I'm like, this team, like Daryl's not lost the room. Like they weren't winning because they were playing hard. They were winning because they were playing his system and literally sticking to the system, playing it more even than they were at the beginning of the losing streak. Uh, yeah. You know, better defense, quick outlets, quick quicker passes, strong forecheck, not not being selfish on certain plays. Like, yeah. That's one thing we said. Like, I, I think there's a lot of teams that will take a little bit of offensive risks when they might be a little bit tired. Like, you know, if it's like a two on two, they'll try to make a move, and, and you know that leads to turnovers. And a lot of times, the Flames will dump it in and, and make a change, so we have fresh bodies. I think that's part of the system, and Daryl preaches it. So, no, I don't think Daryl's lost the room at all. No, not at all. Yeah, it was just it was it was just a silly, silly little thing that I read, and I was like, oh, that doesn't make. <laughs> Any type yeah. of sense. But, I mean, uh, it, it was probably true. I mean, maybe they were mad, but it, 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 it's getting blown up. And it's going to yeah. be, you're going to hear about it for a while. Like every time there's a loss. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be there. You lost the room. It's going to be there for a while, unfortunately. But like, yeah, he's only really been the coach for a year and a half, and he won the Jack Adams last year. So he didn't piss anybody off last year. I'll yeah. tell you that. Yeah. And uh, like, it's it was a tough stretch of games here. Like maybe he'd lose the room eventually, but I think with all the players know too, like they're right in games. They yeah. They're not like getting they blown out. Yeah. Like they were, game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were competitive. Their shooting was down like lack of execution. Definitely on a lot of forwards. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like the system was failing. Yeah, actually. So during the losing streak, um, only two games, were lost by more than one goal. So we lost four to one in against Nashville, and then we lost three one against Boston. But every other game was a one goal game that we lost. Yeah, and that boss and that Boston game was a one goal game. It was an empty netter, really. Yeah, yeah, and, that, yeah. and then the Nashville one we played bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. That was a bad game. That was yeah. Part of but the, that was at the that was near the beginning. That was it was that it was, was after we got rattled by three three and, games in or the second game in even it was yeah. early. Yeah. So mm. yeah. So you know the, the it was it was just a matter of sticking with the system and, and that's what Daryl said like probably midway through he was like you know wins and losses to this point don't matter as long as they're sticking to the process and the process is is trending in the right direction and mm-hmm. um it took a while but it it did end up getting us over the hump um in yesterday's game mm-hmm. uh but of course again to your point uh how big of a momentum changer is it when your goalie can make one at least one or two spectacular saves um just to remind your team that hey you know i i got you I got you back here. Um, the fans too. Like you heard yeah. the dome after that. It was like finally everyone was yeah. like, "Yes, like this is this why, is the Markstrom that is, that is yeah. advertised. This is the Markstrom that we should be seeing every year. He's a Vesna candidate every year, and this is why. Yes, and you can go through little slumps or or whatnot, and uh, that's fine, but um what he went through and what he's been before this game, I don't think has been up to his level. And he knows that too. 
Oh like, yeah. And and Daryl Sutter knows that you you heard the expectations actually in the presser when we win. He said in the press. I don't know if you heard that part from him. Was he said we needed Markstrom to be a star, and he was a star. Mm-hmm. Those are his expectations of Markstrom. Like he needs Markstrom to be a star because frankly he gets paid to be one of the stars. If he's just a below average goalie, then this team probably is not going to go very far because we do not have the scoring to back it up this year. Frankly, we, yeah, we really don't. Well, he's he's the second highest player paid player on the team right now. So who who is right it? Behind Nazem Kadri. Oh, Kadri's the highest. Yeah, he's at seven. Uh, oh. And Markstrom's at six. And then it'll be Huberto. And then Huberto next year. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, there you but go. Even I yeah. Mean, so you know, even yeah, then, with 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 the extensions for Uyghur and mm-hmm. Huberto, he's still the fourth highest paid player. Yes, like right, and that's where my head goes to, like. Goal for one goal is a very important position, mm-hmm. and 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 it gets a lot of. And I'm I'm probably on one end of the spectrum for how much I criticize goalies. I'll admit that first and foremost. But I also think the majority of people are way too far on the other end, where like they're not open to criticize goalies. Well, everyone else is really uh, open to criticism. Like Huberto has been getting torn apart, frankly. For, for his performance, so is Uyghur, like we've talked about. And, uh, you know, because he's not scoring enough, like he's probably, if people if he had like 9 to 10 points, people might have been quieter. Well, Markstrom has let in more than 4 to 5, you know, the difference between Huberto's point differential. Markstrom has let in a lot of shitty goals yeah. this year. And and that's all I'm saying. It's just, there's a little bit of a... A gap in, in in criticism for goalies and, and I don't know why just the way the hockey world is you kind of got to protect your goalie um, but anyway long story short happy with his performance very played well played very well we need more of that if not better to kind of make up ground yeah well for sure I mean you look at you look at the save percentage we talk about it a lot on the show he, he had a 913 save percentage as long as it's above a, you know above 900 you have a really high chance to play or to, to win that game, right? And like I think nine thirteen is right around league average. Mm-hmm. Hellebuck going into to this game, did you see what he was? Uh, yeah, he was pretty nine thirty five. Nine nine thirty eight. So yeah, <laughs> he's at nine thirty five now. Yeah. If you want to stretch that, like just just do the numbers. Yeah, I'll just give you some some quick math numbers. Like a goalie will get. What would you say? How many shots in a year? What's your guess? In a year? Yeah. Uh, let's say like 1,600? 18? Yeah. Yeah. So in 2021, 2022, we had, Markstrom had 1,750 shots. Okay. So if you do the math on the difference between what Hellebuck was and what Markstrom is riding right now, which is 895. So that's yes. that's that's with yesterday's game, I believe. Yeah. So that's... Five plus thirty-eight, so forty-three goals difference every thousand shots. So if you want to stretch that to roughly eighteen hundred shots, that's almost seventy goals difference. More, yeah, more yeah. that that Markstrom is letting in over. Yes, yeah. that's a goal a game. Yeah, <laughs> in the <this> season, that's <laughs> yeah. that's devastating. <laughs> yeah, so that's the difference. Like that, and even if it, a goal a game, if you want to split it up in half, that's two goals every other game, less. 
kind of yeah. idea. So that's all I'm getting at is that he needs to be better and he's paid to be better. So, mm-hmm. but he's, he was good yesterday. He was average. He was, he led in two goals that were basically impossible to save. Like no one's going to expect any goalie to make those saves. And he saved all the rest and made some big saves. Yeah. And we won the game. So, well, that's, yeah. Well, that's, that's what happens when, when you get those big saves when, when you need them, right? Um, actually, as soon as he made that save, um, that windmill save, I, I had I had a feeling that he wasn't gonna let um, let the game go. Like I I, I feel like I felt he, he was, was I, I I felt very strongly that this was a very winnable game. Um, it was, it was Markstrom be- was gonna was gonna shut things down. It was a beautiful save. Like it was yeah. refreshing and, and it was old school. It was nice. Even the yeah. announcers, uh, Craig Millen and and Rick Ball. Shout out to Rick Ball. Yeah, covered. Yeah. Um, nice to hear him again, and we won. So obviously, yeah. we just need him to broadcast every one of our games. But exactly, it's good, yeah. <laughs> good to see him back. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that was a beautiful save. Like really, really well done, and definitely not an accident. Like he knew it was a save. Save. He wasn't just flinging randomly. He yeah. covered the lower and flung his arm and got the puck. So very good. And he looked less scrambly yesterday too. Yeah, I noticed. He, like did. he wasn't flying even, around the net even for basic saves, which at times even, he was doing. Even when he was making that flying around, tumble around save, like it was, it was controlled. It was, it was crazy. It was like he was on tumble dry, tumble dry low, tumble dry medium. <laughs> yeah, t- t- medium, um, medium, medium. Yeah, <laughs> it just, man, like just came right across, and it was like Dominic watching Dominic Hasek play again. <laughs> just, just, just a crazy, yeah, crazy windmill save um, off Shifley too. Like that's. No oh, slouch no, either. No, it was it, it was, was a good working. save against a good player. Like that was going in. It was yeah. going bar down. I think yeah. for sure. So whipped it, whipped yeah. it on a one timer, and that was that was crazy save. <laughs> I actually didn't actually see it. Um, I didn't see it. I live. Uh, we just heard it on the radio. We were driving home. Oh, and uh, the guys were saying that you're. I think it was. Probably Peter Lubarius. It would be a Lubarius thing to say. He was like, "You're gonna see that on the highlight reel for 20 years." Like, 20 years, like Jesus, how how great it was, was nice. the save? It was pretty good. It was, yeah, it was pretty yeah. nice. You don't you, you think, don't see those saves anymore. That's no, why. So. You really don't. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see if Peter Lubarius is 20 years <laughs> on the highlight reel. This is gonna be. Uh, Oh, I wish I wish Lou Bardius was on TV more. I think he covered one of the games when Rick was off as a color, and uh, yeah. he's a really good color host. I think I, maybe not an actual broadcaster. <laughs> he, did he try? Yeah, that? he can't. He can't and be a play-by-play. Play-by-play no. is is no. His I voice was was rough for those couple of years. He yeah, did do it. I but. couldn't. I couldn't stand that. He shoots. He <laughs> scores. <laughs> Come on. It's a lot. It's too. Yeah. It's too laid back. You know? But he has so much knowledge of all these oh, players because yeah. he watches so much junior hockey. So he has so much detail. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's like um, the decent version of Pierre. Um, McGuire, yes, Pierre McGuire. I kept thinking Dorian and I <laughs> yeah. thought LeBron. What game was yeah. it? Was it wasn't the last game? It was two games ago, I think. The 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 seventh loss. I don't remember. It was against Boston. Was it Boston? Yeah, yeah, that was the seventh loss. Yeah, 
he was there and i was like man this guy's still really awkward on television like, oh, he, Pierre. Just, he <laughs> hasn't learned anything and i'm sure so, he's the nicest guy but oh yeah yeah that's i, I man. hear that he's the nicest guy he just says things that are like <laughs> so, bro like so awkward probably shouldn't him. have said that standing too close to people just yeah. Just yeah, the big stick comment. I'll never again look that up after this because that's so funny. <laughs> the guys that were with him were just rattled. He's very professionally handled by the other person. <laughs> I'm sure you got a big stick, Grant. <laughs> it's like, on live television, how do you respond? Uh, Jesus, yeah, yeah, Pierre's uh. Pierre's an an interesting fellow, should we yeah. say? Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, that, yeah. Great win uh, from the Flames last night. Yeah. This is, um, Rat Christopher Tanev had a very good uh, game as well. I mean, you you could see the impact. Sorry, I, I'm rattled by by. <laughs> I just keep playing that same. Anyway, the interview in my head. It's the uh, big stick. The big yeah, stick yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, there's other ones too where he's like standing like it's like a wide shot right like enough for two people to stand reasonably far apart and yeah. like, i think pierre's like all the way over like a <laughs> centimeter away like off-centered yeah. on the camera man yeah. i should find someone post uh, he's he's got a he's got a earlier to make sure he gets that he sticks that mic in their mouth you know (laughs) literally in he wants it right beside the voice box he doesn't want it anywhere else um yeah so tanev tanev had a great game um we we did sorely miss him uh i wanted to uh get into a couple more things but i think we need to take a break real quick here um so there's been reports that the Flames obviously are looking for a scoring forward. Um, there was new information. Well, not new, but like a little bit more information on um, the Mitchell Miller situation going on in Boston. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to, to update the Evander Kane situation as well. So uh, stick with us. We'll be right back and we'll go over those three things. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This episode of Blasty's Corner is brought to you by DraftKings. NFL Sundays are only getting better, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, and point totals. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to when betting on the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and place a $5 pregame money line bet to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the show. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. 
And we're back. Now, as I mentioned before the break, uh, there have been reports. These aren't new. I mean, uh, these reports, according to Elliot Friedman, have been like we've been kicking tires on a quote unquote scoring forward uh, since August. You know, obviously we lost 200 point players uh, in the offseason. So, you know, Trell Living has been looking around, sniffing around, looking for uh, a guy who who can who can score some goals or at least get some more points going. I mean, the obvious answer that we want from this show is, is you know, we go after Patrick Kane. Um, the consensus is that they probably won't. Well, what do you think? Do you think they'd get more if they flipped them now versus at the deadline? Probably. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They could get more if they flipped him now. Got a whole season versus a couple months. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much more, but maybe an extra pick or something like that. Extra prospect. Mm-hmm. So my my only concern here, and, and this will tie into, you know, the Evander Kane update as well. I mean, um, I was I tuned in to the Florida Oilers game this last yesterday on Saturday, hoping to see them lose, but uh and hoping to see Sam Reinhardt score. Um, he, neither of those things happened, but uh, <laughs> they did provide an update on Evander Kane. And, you know, from his own mouth, he said that, uh, I mean, obviously it was a scary situation. Uh, when he got cut, it, it, it sliced through um, tendons. Tendons, arteries, muscles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Down to the bone, through, he said. Yeah, yeah, cut through all of that, basically. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's, he's all good now. Uh, he's in a cast obviously, but, um, they were able to stop the bleeding and fix him up. So, you know, he's all stitched up, which is great to hear obviously, but it sounds like he's going to be out for a long time. And, you know, his cap hit is obviously going to go onto long-term IR, which opens up a significant amount of room for the Oilers to take a run at Patrick Kane. So, um, you know, I would obviously like us to go after him over the Oilers getting him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, at, at this point, we're looking for a forward. We're not scoring very much. So who would we even offer up? Like, Oh, you got to offer up, you know, what our capital is, which is defense, um, picks, and prospects. That's all we have to offer. Yeah. You can't really offer... Well, I'm just thinking you, to make you can't money offer, work. You can offer someone on. Well, yeah, you have to send some money across the way. But I mean, that could just be that could just be us waiting for waiting for our accrual to, to hit up to a certain point, and then you only have to send away a few million, maybe versus six yeah. right now. Um, like we do build up cap space as the year goes on, so we'll see yeah. how much you know, we, we can build or I don't think Chicago's trading him away anytime soon, um, frankly, because Chicago's good right now. Ish. <laughs> Just shocking. Uh, but, yeah, but I mean, you know, what's his name? Davidson obviously wanted like he, <laughs> he was blowing he it played up. his hand, yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was oh absolutely he was right? looking like, to blow it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and was... uh, you know he was he was very very obviously trying to tank for um, 
for for Bedard, right? But yeah, and there's, it hasn't there's gone lots away. of time. Yeah, yeah, lots of time to do that for sure. I mean, they have more points than the Flames do though right now. Well, that's what I'm saying though. In, but... So wouldn't it be pertinent for him to just do the sale now because he would get more for it and he'd have more time for the team to tank. Yeah. Or is that too blatant? Is that too blatant? A it's pretty, it's pretty blatant, right? Bad business, probably bad, yeah. bad faith for your team. That's winning games and, you know, yeah, but what does he play in their hearts? He doesn't well, you know, he there's wants. relationships and there's other things other than, you know, you're not running a, NHL 22 team there's there's people and lives and expectations there's a whole another you know realm of things that a lot of fans don't consider in yeah. in a hockey team so um yeah I don't think he's going to get traded right away I I do think he'll get traded but I think uh you know it's going to be a chat with him like okay where is Chicago at like I think he would prefer to stay in Chicago if they're competitive enough that's why I think he's not going to get traded I know, I know, yeah. uh, I know you want they want to tank for Bedard. I mean, who doesn't if you're not in the, the playoffs? Bedard's selling out minor arenas like the, the hype around him is, is higher than I've seen for a long time. Um, there's maybe even more than hype than McDavid. Um, there's been like, yeah, I don't know if you heard that they mentioned it on the broadcast, I think, in the second intermission that he was selling out rinks like it was like waitlisting to get into Jeez. chl games which is pretty incredible <laughs> yeah that is and it's also scummy because they're making money off of these kids who aren't making way, any money who aren't making any money they yeah. get obviously everything paid for but um you know it's still a little bit iffy for me um yeah something needs to be done about that there was a big that's a big part of why NCAA is kind of has the way things are right now as well. There's issues with that too. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. So you obviously want to tank for Bedard and do that, but the reality is, is they're above 500 and they're looking okay. So I don't think it would be good for who's the Billsito. Is that right? No. Who's the Davidson? GM? Davidson. Why did Bizzito come to my head? Was Bizzito he the is the Florida Panthers. Gosh, okay. God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of it today. <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, I don't think it would be a good idea, is, is all I'm saying. I, yeah. I think it would be a bad move. Like, not, it's obviously, if you want to tank, then that's the right move. But I don't think there's there's other factors. So Yeah. But and I would love yeah, to have them. Like, the, the, the hard thing is... You know, I'm I'm still very high on on Travis Konechny, but with the but, way like with the way Philly's been playing, they're not going to let go of him anytime soon, um, unless they come crashing down, which a lot of people are expecting them to. But they're starting to lose. Yeah, they are starting to lose. They've lost three in a row, actually. Um, but uh, I mean, they're still in a pretty good spot. Like they're only a point away from wildcard team right now so uh but it was, yeah it I, was a weird start to the season a lot of yeah. teams are above where they probably are expected yeah absolutely but i mean who else who else would be out there well elliot friedman mentioned the blues oh uh in the intermission um he didn't say anything other than the blues so i don't know if he has a 
he just said An actual the rumor or if he's just swimming <laughs> throwing a line like i yeah. don't know what what that what he was getting at but obviously the blues are having a horrendous start to this to the season yes um well they got they got they got good old old flames alumni josh levo on the second line there i'm looking oh, at the lines is, right now. oh yeah there he is he's yeah. on the team yeah two two assists oh boy yeah. and tyler pitlick hey look at that That's where pitlick ended up yeah he's there um I mean, looking at the roster, I don't love like I think a lot of their stars are kind of not having great starts. Like Robert Thomas, yeah, I um, dropped him. Is is yeah? He was he was bad. <laughs> he was straight up. I don't want to say screwing my team over because my team's yeah. pretty bad, but he wasn't helping. That's for sure. And uh, Jordan Cairo's only got five points after thirteen games, and he's a minus sixteen. Ouch. Yikes. Yeah, that's that's not good. That's yeah. Ryan O'Reilly's minus twelve. He's only got four points. Yeah. Um, See, I'd I'd be down to have O'Reilly, but our center. He's is a very good player, but he's also old. Like I don't know, yeah. players do fall off the map eventually yeah. when they're older, and it's hard to come back sometimes unless your name's Eric Carlson. Apparently. I, I guess apparently. Apparently. Um. But no, I. They do have some intriguing players. Obviously, Braden Shen uh, is having a good, good-ish start to the year. He's almost point per game, and they still have Tarasenko, who's maybe underperforming, and maybe we could go light on him. But you know, one thing about Tarasenko I hate is that he's just another slow, yeah, winger. He's like, a, yeah, he's, he's, he's like a, a slightly slower, better. He's like Holy. a slower. He's a slower, better at goal scoring. Tyler Toffoli. Yes. I don't know if he's slower than Toffoli. He's probably a little bit faster, but they're of the same ilk, right? Like they're not burning yeah. Yeah. with speed. Um they're like Tarasenko's very skilled and got a, an amazing shot. So and he's a point per game player historically or close to that. Um Yeah, you know, but I maybe mean maybe not actually, but you know, if if you're depends on who you're gonna play him with, right? Like I don't know if playing him with Lindholm well, and Huberto would be a good idea because those two guys play pretty fast and do they? <laughs> do they? Don't though? they? <laughs> Not really. I mean, right. Huberto's kind of slow, to be honest. I think Lindholm it's just because he's thinking, kind of though. Slow. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's so hard to say. Yeah, so Braden Shen would be Braden Shen would actually be a pretty good pickup, I would say. He's younger. Um, he he's younger. He's a Canadian boy, so there's um, you know a better chance of us keeping him uh, from Saskatchewan, I believe. So you know oh. he'd be pretty close to home. He's probably an Oilers fan. <sighs> no, he's a Blues fan, obviously. Is he? Oh. Um, yeah, but. The issue with Shen is that he's 31 and he's making six and a half million dollars until the end of 2027, 28. So uh, that's, that's pretty bad. That's not going to work. I mean, yeah. he's not, he's not the same caliber of player as Tim No, like, no. He's, he's having a good start, but he's never been point per game in his career. Yeah. And they're, they're not going to trade Kairu because he's making, they just signed him to him and Thomas to identical contract extensions paying them 8.125 million dollars each 
Oh, that's a bad start. Kind of fucked, yeah. <laughs> that's a bad start yeah, to that. That could, that could be us next year talking about. <laughs> you would know, but that's. I don't think so. No, I don't. I, mean, I don't know. Had... I, I, I know. I don't, I'm yeah, just saying. I don't that. think so. It's just like that's that's like kind of like oh that could happen. Like, yeah, he didn't change systems or anything. He's no. That's it's a bad start for him. Maybe maybe Ivan Barbashev. He got no. sixty points last year, twenty six goals. No. Historically, not a goal scorer though. That's the thing. Yeah, it, like that's there's there's nothing really. That that screams like a Brower pickup. Yeah, <laughs> gross. Yeah, you gotta learn your lesson. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. No. Um. um yeah. There's there's really I don't know, man. Like. There, there is lots out there, but you just have to kind of. And I know, I know, Brad's hunting, but there's a price that you have to pay, and then there's cap implications. It's going to be tricky to get a a score in here, and really, we just need—we don't even need a top line score. We just kind of need a top nine score. Sure, as long as it's not like a freaking Dominic Simone or like Dominic's Dominic's. That was another mistake from from Brad because Dominic Simone played with Crosby, and I could play with Crosby and get points yeah like he would just shoot it off me all i would have to do is be around the net see if i i just wish that um i don't know if if we were ever in on it but you know dominic kubalik was a free agent this past summer um yeah i i really like signed for how much he signed for though Uh, he got a lot of money didn't he i think he got let's see just a one-year deal or two years at two point five, like that's perfect. Yeah, he's Dominic Kubalik. Dominic Kubalik would have been exactly been what we needed. He's slow though, too. A little bit, he's but slow. not like <laughs> he's slow. Mm. He he gets his points from like power play. And yeah, but and no, being in the right spot. He's like a Monahan winger. He's like I watched him. Winger. I watched him play in Chicago, and he's he's got some wheels. Like he's he can turn it on when he needs to. <laughs> Anyone could turn it on, but just in general well, speed, like even Toffoli can yeah. speed up a bit, but like they yeah. don't, they're not ripping down the ice or anything. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not I'm not overly excited by. I mean, obviously, if it was easy, then it would have already been done. But you know, everybody's coveting those players, right? Like the scorers, oh, for and, sure. So yeah, tough, tough easy. road ahead. Tough road ahead for for um, for Brad, but let let me run let me run a a package for you. You think sure. we'd be paying too much for Patrick Kane if we shipped them, or maybe not enough, um, but maybe we ship them Dubay, Shillington, a prospect, and maybe a second or first round pick. Is that too much for Patrick Kane? Is that not enough? Uh, sorry. What was it? Dubay Shillington, prospect, and a pick, first round pick, probably, maybe second. What's who's the prospect? I think that's the biggest X factor. Because uh, Dubay and Shillington are. I mean, Shillington. Who don't? Who knows what's going on with him? Yeah, there would have to be a lot of disclosure there, and I don't <laughs> think that's happening. I guess. Yeah, but I mean, like, um, but what? But it would be appealing to Chicago because. Like even if he is is out for the rest of the year, they still want to lose. So like they'll have him for next year. 
right? Like potentially, who knows potentially. what this issue is? Yeah, that's yeah, the true. thing. But they're, but they're, yeah, yeah. It, my you know my my assumption is that he's not going to quit hockey, or you know, it's not like a career-ending injury yeah, or, or issue. Um, but yeah, like if if yeah, you know, we're sending. So who's the process? Those is two it, guys Wil- to make Wilfer, money work. Wilfer Coronado, I think that deal could work. It'd have to be that caliber, eh? Yeah. Yeah. You're getting Patrick Kane. <laughs> For a, a year, though. Still. <laughs> Maybe that first round pick becomes a second if he doesn't sign an extension. Yeah. Like, just condition yeah. it that way. Yeah. Um, I like that. And then, and then, yeah, give him, give him, I guess, give him, if, if you can hold on to Dustin Wolf, I think he's the one that. He's more valuable than Coronado, even though we're yeah. literally lacking scoring wingers. But and Coronado's having a very good start to his college career. Yeah, um, I mean, if they'd be willing to take Pelche, then yeah, give him Pelche. But I don't think they would. No, over Coronado, they probably Pel- ask Pelche's. Her. Pelche's got some work to do to kind of build up his. He had a rough start to this year. I don't know why, yeah. but he did. I don't know if it was an injury or something, but Maybe he's heating up again. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, he was. It wasn't good. Yeah, he's, he's got he, ten points in eleven games yeah, in the NHL right now. He's so. he's picked up, like, yeah. but he started slow there too. Like he's yeah. been good the last few games, and yeah, um, Phillips is having an absolute scorcher of a season down there. Yeah, but um, he's he's an AHLer. I know. Well, we've talked about it, right? Like, thing, yeah. if we do call him up, you have to play him top six. Almost have to give him a Rizicka level audition. Yeah, you really do. Because, but what? What do you think? What do you think of that? What do you think of that package? Before you get too far, it's you know what? It's it's fine. I would do it. The extension would be important to me. Yeah, you're losing depth and debate. Yes, but what and, really are um, you losing? <laughs> at this point i mean what has he shown that's, us that we're missing that's the argument that i have like i'm yeah. i am losing a little bit of faith in dubay i mean he has straight stretches of good hockey yeah but he really does fall off a cliff like he's he's getting to the bad. point where he's he's getting to the point where it's like it's like the sam bennett thing over again right like change of scenery might help both teams i mean the that sam bennett deal didn't really help us in really any way but um, well, no, but he, everyone will always hindsight is always. Too, but Sam Bennett was not good here. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same, it's, and he's he's slowing down in Florida too. Yeah, like that's not kid or I mean, he's fine. He's better than he was in here, but he was never going to be that over point per game player for Florida. Yeah, that wasn't going to happen. He started hot because he was excited and. New team and wild, wild run, run and gun team. He put up a few more points, but oh, Sam Bennett was, was never playing with Huberto. Yes, Sam Bennett was never going to do that here ever. Yeah. So that was a good trade, and I, Dubé could be in a very similar position, right? Like he hasn't shown that he's earned a top six spot. He played well there for a couple games, and then he went right back to being an unproductive giveaway machine. Mm-hmm. So, which is exactly what Chicago wants right now. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, if you if you can make that See, work, that's what I'm trying to sell. I'm trying to make your job easier, Brad. I'm trying to it's, tell you, you know, this is how you got to sell it to uh, Kyle. You got to sell that to whatever. This is how you got to sell it. Is, but it's yeah. uh, not Bill Zito. 
that's yeah you already, that's sold, not you, already a, you already pulled the wool over over his eyes yeah what a trade i mean yeah. kachuk is having a hell of a year but yeah but you know yeah it's still a good trade even though he was starting slow but was, yeah it's a great trade anyway um yeah i don't know <laughs> i want to see how the season plays out a little bit to be honest like we're we're not in a great spot we're out of the playoffs no, right now. We're not, but that's what I mean. Is it, it be? Do you give up assets though, and then just not, then not make the playoffs, and then you're really, really in trouble. So well, I mean, a, they got to kind of play themselves. They almost have to play themselves back into it, which I fully, firmly believe they can. But I don't think you make a trade right now. I think you wait and see, like, okay, where are the Flames going to be in three months? And if they're still out of the playoffs in three months, I don't think you make a trade for Patrick Kane. Yeah. But they have to play themselves out of this now. Like they, Everyone said that with the team they had, they were going to be a top team, and they have to show that. They were, And not everyone was saying, no one was saying, oh, this team's only good if they get Patrick Kane. No, people were saying, this team's really good, should be a top team. They haven't shown that yet, and they need to show it to order to get a boost, I think. Otherwise, let's keep the picks, especially for next year's draft. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough sell is what that is, I would say. Um, I just want them – I just want them to get – I just want to get them before, you know, the Oilers swoop in and take them, you know. That's my biggest thing. Yeah, I might be out of the sweepstakes. The others got maybe a, a gift from Vander Kane here. Wow. It's probably a gift from Pat Maroon if if you wanna <laughs> yeah. if you wanna be uh you know if you wanna get down to the details. <laughs> Cause yeah, now they have wait. Oh, it still says they have zero in cap space. Uh that's Maybe weird. he's not on IR yet. No, he's on LTIR. Oh. <laughs> oh. Maybe they can't. I mean, they were pretty tight before. It says projected LTIR used, this is according to Cap Friendly, is at 8.684 million. 8 million. Um, but then they said projected cap space, $0. Oh, yeah. That 8.4 million is not updated. Yeah. They well, have 12.2 well, okay. in, the, in, the, in the LTIR right now. So that's, I don't know, their, okay. their website's says, broken. It says current cap space, 4.763. Yes, um, there you go. Deadline cap space, 4.763. Yeah, so it's, yeah. So I, I still don't think they're accruing anything, but. Yeah, I don't, sure. I don't know. I don't know. Our current deadline cap space is 278,570. Yeah. Just some it's tight. Spare it's tight, real tight. Well, that's why I mean, like, anyway, we'll see what we'll see what happens. But Brad, if you can pull another one out, please, Patrick Kane. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. Anyway, Grant, I got about... a bow out. I got a bow out. Oh yeah, but... you gotta go. Okay, one more thing about Mitchell Miller. I gotta go. I'm already late. <laughs> Okay, we'll, we'll see. I'll let you, uh, yeah, or you can you can just make a comment. Just don't forget to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> or you can leave it in for fun. No, no, we'll 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 save it for 
we'll save it for uh, for next time, and maybe more information will will, will come out because it's just reports right now, anyway. So I do want to get your thoughts on it. Um, so okay. maybe I'll lay it out now, and then you can uh, you can tell me your thoughts next time. So yeah, so Mitchell Miller. Right now, the Bruins are trying to figure out what they're going to do with his contract. This is all according to Jeff Merrick. Um, and basically, you know, we talked about this last time. Uh, it'd be kind of weird for them to just end the contract without any type of reasoning other than, well, you're a bully. So that's not that's not enough reason to, to end a contract. So um, they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. I think right now... According to Merrick, the plan is to have him stay in the AHL. I don't, I don't know if the commissioner of the AHL has allowed him to play, um, but the plan for him to stay in the AHL now and then buy him out of his current contract next year, they would pay him five hundred sixteen thousand over four years, so he'd be making one hundred twenty nine thousand dollars a year for the next four years if if Boston decides to buy him out. So, just. A ridiculous thing to to think about for you know a guy who did such heinous things just just a weird situation like boston really fucked this up i i don't know boston didn't fuck it up cam neely really fucked this up just absolutely ridiculous like i i i i heard that and and was a little bit angry but um you know what can you do you you, you need justifiable reason to to end a contract and yeah cam neely I, i'm i'm still thinking this is on him. I think he should be fined one hundred twenty nine thousand dollars every year just to pay this kid. He was, I'm just he was annoyed that they, that he's going to get paid. That's what I'm saying. And, and he is going to get paid, but we yeah, can chat like about it next time. But yeah, it's... yeah. Anyway, that's that. That's the latest on the Mitchell Miller situation. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. If you're still here, we appreciate you. Uh, hopefully, the Flames will win tonight by the time you're hearing listening to this it'll be monday uh we're against the kings at home and uh yeah that's that's me a pretty big game the kings are an up-and-coming team quick prediction um, give a quick prediction quick I'm prediction i'm gonna two say one flames three two flames again another three two win i think for us so a goal for huberto i think game winning goal for huberto <sighs> if he's back in the lineup tomorrow bold yeah goal flames go and we'll talk to you guys soon See ya. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.